Test, test. Combo courses, check one, check two. Hey guys, this is Bruce, and welcome to an early uh, version of the Combo Courses podcast. This is going to be a longer stream. Hopefully, any questions you guys have, I'm I'm going to be open to any and all questions for like the. I'm going to try to go for the next two hours. So I've got got some tea here. I've got some water here. I'm about to go uh, for about two hours here. First, before I start, I want to say thank you for, uh, wow, I've got over 9,000 followers on YouTube. I've got got 3,000 people who signed up for my courses. And uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been following me over the years. And I appreciate each and every one of you guys who've been contacting me and everybody who asked questions and everyone who supported me over the years uh, has really meant a lot to me. And I wish I can get to every question. It's just I have a full time job. So just keep that in mind when you send. I've got hundreds of emails of people asking me questions, people soliciting me, people all just all kinds of stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to stay afloat while I have my full time job. One day I hope to do this full time and I can answer everything and, and even maybe even add more services. But today what I'm going to do is answer as many as I can, uh, starting with uh, you guys that are joining me on the on the that's viewing me live. Uh, before before I do that, anyone who's new to this, I just want you to know that. This right here is combo courses, all right? What what this is all about is I do cyber security compliance. I've been doing this for over 20 years. I know a lot about it. It's not something I'm proud of, but it's something I know how to do very well. <laughs> so when people have questions about risk management framework or any kind of security framework, security compliance framework, I might not not know the exact answer, but I know where to point you in the right direction to get the right answer, you know. So that's what I do. I teach this stuff for a living. Uh, I, te- I I also do actual consulting for a large company uh, where I'm doing assessments all the time. That's a whole nother branch of stuff that I do that I would love to teach about at some point in the future. Um, if you're interested in this, go to ComboCourses.com. And uh, I promise you, if you're trying to learn comp, uh, security compliance and the NIST standard, you will not be disappointed. There's tons of downloadables. There's tons of um, uh, free courses that kind of introduce you to this. And, and if you, let's say you're not committed enough to pay any, any money, you can actually learn for free on the site, download stuff, learn stuff, and be gone. Or you can go to my actual TikTok where I answer questions live. And um, you can also go to YouTube right right here on YouTube and ask me any questions and I'll do my very best to answer those questions. So, this is all about a conversation. Combo courses about a conversation with me with with us between us because sometimes I learn as much from you guys as as you guys learn from me because there's experts that jump on here that people that know way more than me and I get to learn and sometimes people ask excellent questions where I have to ask myself, well, what is the answer to that? And I'll go dig it up, and then we'll have a conversation about it, combo courses. All right, let's jump into this. I've got a, a one question already popping up uh, here live from David. He says, uh, for someone without a technical background, what is what is new to the ISO role? Um, oh, somebody who's new to, to – has a, 
without technical background. Sorry, I'm misreading this. Somebody without technical background who is new to the ISO role, what resources would you have them read to look into to get them up to speed within six months? This is a really good question. Uh, This is a really good question. And first off, I want to just put the context on this, okay? Because here's the thing. Most of the time, I'm just going to be completely honest with you, okay? Um, Most of the time, organizations are not going to want to hire you as an ISO if you have no experience, right? Um, I'm not saying that there's there's no possibility that you can get a job doing uh, security compliance of some sort, but nine times out of ten, they want their the first thing they're looking for is experience, right? I just want to get that out of the way so that you don't think that this is some kind of entry level position that you can just jump in, you know, and start le- and and just start knowing this stuff or start doing this stuff rather. But where? But to answer the question, and if anybody else, any of you other experts out there who are watching me, who have been in this field for a while, please feel free to chime in and give your two cents, and I will I'll read your comment out there. But sometimes. Usually somebody on who watches me has way more information than me or has a really good insight into this. But the question is, for those of you just joining, uh, for someone without technical a technical background uh, that is new to the ISO role, the information system security role, what resources uh, would you have them read to look into to get them up to speed within the next six months that is the question now let's put this in context okay somebody without a technical background who wants to get into the ISO role now I know many people who do not have a really strong technical background who are ISOs so I'm not saying that you can't be one but usually they're looking for some kind of experience dealing with in this space right they want because you're dealing with a lot of uh of money you're dealing with systems that are are, that cost millions of dollars right so they're not going to try to hire someone who doesn't know what they're doing that's what i'm saying you can get in this without a strong technical background but they're going to expect you to have some level of experience right now 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 that that's out of the way let's talk about his question where can you go to actually read this, uh, to actually jump into this? Let me show you one resource I just recently learned from somebody who asked a question I'll, I'll cover uh, uh, in this in this course here. Um, let me show you one really good resource here. Let me, I'm just kind of prepping my screens here, so just bear with me. And uh, let me show you one, one good resource I just recently found. Okay. Shout out to the Marine who gave me this. This is really great information. Uh, So this right here, what you're looking at is something called a Certified Information System Security Officer. I I had not heard about this uh, until somebody asked me a question about it. I will be going into this a little bit further today. But I just wanted to point out what this this is all about and why this one might be somewhere you might want to go if you didn't have technical background on this. So... This is a this is from a provider called Mile Two. Now I've done some of their courses before. They have a they had a um, certified ethical hacker course way back in the day that I took 
with with mile two it's, it was pretty good they what they did was they hired a person who was in uh, industry insider who had done it before uh, uh to to major uh corporations and he'd, he'd been a certified ethical hacker and that guy taught the class so they have excellent teachers they're, they're hiring people who are in my experience they're hiring people who've done this before and um and then they'll they'll do a very in-depth class on it so if you're thinking about doing this then it's not cheap now <laughs> it's not cheap as you'll see in a second but this is something that this is one resource is one of many resources i'm going to point you to that i would recommend so this is a certain this is certifications typically are they they want you to already have experience and you take the test to prove that you have experience but that said I have used certifications to actually learn a new trade. Like you can use the learning objectives to go through this and learn it to where you now you now have a, a familiarity with with whatever thing that you're you're learning. It's really good for learning the common body of knowledge in any given subject. Okay, so certifications are really good for that. And this one right here, as I was looking at it, somebody was comparing. Somebody kind of compared my course to this, and it's not a comparison. Mine's, mine is different, which I'll explain to you later. But what's good about this course is that it's actually walking you through some of the technical things that you should know as an ISO, right? N normally, right out, the, right out the box, when you actually get one of these uh, um, roles as an information system security officer, they're wanting you to know a little bit about all this stuff. You're not expected to be a subject matter expert in any one of these things, right? So that's the thing. Like, let me let me just give you an example. Like, let's say you were you you want to be an ISO, and uh, you don't really know much about network connections. You don't you never you never done network engineering before. You were never an, you know a network administrator or anything like that. Um, you don't have to be, to be honest with you, because typically as an ISO, you're going to reach back to your SME. Your subject matter expert, who is a who who has a CCNP or a CCNA, and who's been doing this for, you know, five, six, ten, ten years, whatever, and you're going to ask them about, hey, I've got this network connection, I've got this other network connection, I'm having some issues here. Like you have to, but you see the thing is, you have to know the basics of networking in order to even articulate and talk to a person who has that subject, who is a subject matter expert on this. Otherwise, they won't even know what the hell you're talking about. So this right here, this course is something like this. Not, not necessarily this one from mile two, but something like this is a really good guide in the right direction to get your technical skills up, right? Now, if you happen to be, happen to already be on the help desk for three, four years or whatever, well, Congratulations, because you already know a lot of this stuff. If you happen to have already been network engineer for a couple years or whatever, congratulations, you'll know most a lot of this stuff. If you happen to have uh, been in a, a SOC environment as a as a cybersecurity analyst for some years, you know a lot of this stuff. But if but as David asked, like, what if I don't I don't have the technical background for this, but I'm I want to get into this ISO role, and there's a possibility for me to get in it because maybe I've I was a manager. In a, in a sock or something like that. But now I want to be an ISO, right? This right here is walking you through some of the main things you need to know as an ISO to be able to explain what's going on or even understand what kind of vulnerabilities you're dealing with. And I'll just touch on a couple of these. Now, the first two are modules that they have here are given. You got risk management, security management, 
so these things are talking about the the NIST 837, which is a risk management framework, which walks you through the entire cycle, life cycle of a system uh, uh, that you're going to get uh, credited or you're going to secure. Right. So this is the stuff that I go deep into and I can talk for hours about these just these two alone. But then they're going into something like um identification on authentication what is that so that means like your your login like whenever you have a username and password what what is, what's the length of the password is it 14 characters long are you using uppers and lowercase are you using numbers are you using special special characters are you using multi-factor authentication it's stuff like that right so you don't have to be a subject matter expert on that particular thing However, you do need to know what it is, right? You do need to have some idea of what it is. And then access control. That's talking about how does the organization manage who has access to your system? So this not only touches on the logical access management, but in some cases the personnel access management and then also maybe even physical access uh, how um, access to those systems. So you're talking about overall access to those systems and so this is another item that i would you know that that they're going to touch on that you're going to know by the end of this course so this is not bad but but here's the bad news here's the bad news uh this is a five-day course and it's uh it is three thousand dollars right per person um i believe that's what they're saying here and uh this is self-studied course retails for fifteen hundred uh fifteen hundred dollars so if you were to take their online self-paced course you're talking about about a mortgage payment right here right so yeah it's not cheap but other sources you can use you can do is probably things like the nist documentation you can read up on um nist documentation on how this all works some of the the nist documents will be stuff like what you're seeing on my screen here which is the nist 818 which walks you to the security plans like what what does a security plan consist of what kinds of things do they want to see in this document that you have to either edit or write or review as an information system security officer other things would be a nist 837 which is the risk management framework and another one would be the risk the NIST 853, which was a breakdown of all of the controls that you have to do as an information system security officer for the organization security posture. Those are just a few documents. But the NIST, if you go to NIST 800, you'll see a whole hundreds of different documents that you can read through. But the main ones would be the NIST 837, the NIST 853, um, and then the FIPS uh, 140. Those would be the main ones that I would FIPS 120 would be another one. So those three right there would be the ones that I would that I would focus on the most. Um, so I hope that that answers your question. And David also says, thank you for bringing that certification up. I forgot about the mile two. I researched them a few years back. Yeah, I've had some run ins with them before. I could tell you some crazy stories about them that I won't go into on this live. <laughs> but, I, but I actually did go to their course. Their course was awesome. Um, okay, let me let me get into another question here. If you guys have any questions whatsoever, this is going to be a long live. So, um, yeah, um, any questions you have, feel free to ask them. This is the time. Don't be shy. You know, you're all you're on text. So, you know, nobody's going to see or hear you or anything like that. I'll read your question for you. But here was a question 
talking about that very certification that we looked at here. This is another topic of discussion here. Uh, so this one's their question was. I'll read the entire question, but ultimately they're wondering if my course, the information system security uh, risk management courses that I have. And if you're not familiar with that, I'm going to I'll show you real quick what I'm talking about They're They're talking about. Combo courses. One of my more popular courses is the Risk Management Framework Information System Security Officer Foundations, which I get really good reviews on. Uh, and then the other one is Risk Management Framework for Information System Security Officer Security Control and Documentation. This walks you through the documentation piece that you have to do as the Information System Security Officer. They're asking, hey, I'm thinking about taking your course, right? This sounds good. I really like what I've heard so far for free. If you if you go onto the site Combo Courses right now, you can go on login for free, and then you'll have down free courses, free downloadables, and stuff like that. And if you want more, you can go ahead and pay for it. But yeah, they're asking. Okay, I'm having to take this other course. If I take yours, will it help me to get this certification? My answer then let me read their whole question. It says, "I'm a new information. I'm I'm new to the information security field, right?" Uh, they said, "I spend my I spend my time as a, a Marine Corps as a and as a Comsec manager. Okay, Comsec is like uh, dealing with crypto keys, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I used to I used to do uh, crypto uh, Comsec management work. We had to have you had to manage the crypto keys." That comes through and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, anyway, uh, so it, it's a little technical, but not super technical, right? You got to know a little bit about cryptography. You got to know enough enough to protect the cryptography. Um, so he he's gonna have a little bit of technical background there because he has to know about information security. Infosec is huge, so this guy has some background in information security. That's good. And he was in the Marine Corps, so he knows a little bit about physical security. Or a lot, I should say, about physical security as uh, in the in the Marine Corps. And then he goes on to say, "I served as a facility security officer." Now that is some hardcore security right there. You're talking about physical security. You're talking about personnel security. You're talking about information security. A lot of different security background already, right? Already. So then he goes on to say, "I have also done security clearance processing. That's us also personnel security." So this guy has a lot of experience in security, probably not the technical part just yet. And he goes on to say, I'm now serving as an information system security officer and I'm being trained for the position. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. He says, I'm training. Uh, the training is going to cover is the training is going a little slower than I expected that it would. And I am uh, the type of person that goes out and tries uh, and learn things on my own. That's awesome. Uh, this is how I found your website. My company uh, will provide, uh, will probably pay for the training, but my supervisor has to approve it. Okay, that's cool. Um, he has the, he he is, uh, he is the train, he is the one train in the, training me in the position. Okay. I'm not sure um, how he will feel about that. Like basically taking my course and having them pay for it. Um I will more than likely have to pay for this with my own money. Okay. Uh, and then he says, um, I have I have taken the two free uh, the two free video courses and they were amazing. I am considering paying for the risk management framework 
uh, ISSO foundations course, but I'm not quite sure how much more I will learn from it. Um, I want I want to be proficient in the field and also get uh, my CISSO certification. That's the one we kind of looked at just a minute ago, but I'll show you that one in a second. And he says, um, how much would this course help me with that? Okay, okay. So how much would my course help you with the CISSO uh, course? Let me show you first of all what he's talking about. So this is the CISSO um, course from mile two. And like I said, mile two is, is a pretty good. I've, I've taken one of their courses before. It was for a uh, certified ethical hacker many years ago. And it was great. I had a ball doing it. Like we had, it was a hands-on lab. It was awesome. And then this is just, I won't read this whole description here, but I'll just kind of give you a synopsis of what's going on. So it says that the CISSO course uh, certification has uh, has been validated by the NSA. Okay, well, that's awesome. Um, mile two knows how to get that done. And then it goes on to say that uh, the CISS course was designed for a uh, for a forward thinking cybersecurity professional or consultant that manages or plays a key role in the organization's information uh, information security department. Um, it addresses a broad range of industry best practices and skills. Okay. That's great. So when I started looking at it, I was like, well, you know, my course doesn't really cover this stuff. Like this is not what my course does. My course will cover these two items right here. This is where I focus risk management and security management. The rest of this is stuff I'm expecting you to have some idea and have some kind of knowledge of. Right. I do not teach this stuff in, in the current course that's out there. It's just it's, it's not there. Like maybe little bits and pieces of it when I use examples. But, you know, I'm not going into the fundamentals of the security best practices of, say, uh, network protocol devices or telephone, VPN and wireless. I don't talk about that. That's not what I'm teaching. Right. So it would not really prepare you for this certification. No, it wouldn't. But what it would do. Let me tell you what it would do. What my course re really goes into is let me let me see if I can go to the page here. What it really does is it tells you from the perspective of somebody who's been in this field for over 20 years. What do you actually do as an ISO? That's what I tell you. Like if you have a basic knowledge of security, if you have a basic understanding of IT, if you've done, I let's say you, you were help desk for a year, right? You have a basic fundamental understanding i'm going to tell you what you do as an iso so it is excellent it, it i guarantee you it's better than theirs in that in that regard i'm telling you exactly what you're going to do on a day-to-day -day basis as an iso i don't know that these guys are going into that kind of stuff they're they're taking it from scratch like if you don't know anything if you don't know anything uh, and they're they're going to go through all the fundamentals that you need to know about this stuff here, which I could teach. I, I should probably do a course like this, actually. Now think about it. Yeah, I should probably do something like this. <laughs> but but I, the, the current course that's out there doesn't. But it goes through all the stuff day to day. It tells you things like how do you cover CYA? How do you cover yourself as an ISO? What kinds of things do you need to know? It's basically things that I wish somebody would have told me when I went when I became an information system security officer in the Air Force when I was an airman. 
right? They put me as an ISO when I was an airman. Like, that's like, if you don't know what that is, basically, well, I was actually was a sergeant by the time I'd learned this. But anyway, I didn't know anything, right? I, they just took me off the... St- I I was a I was doing I was doing a physical security I was actually a cop and then they cross trained me trained me from one career field to another and I went into a comp a computer operator which is like just a basic a person who just does like help desk and stuff like that that's what I did and so um, from there I didn't know anything and all I did was read regs I was reading things like the 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 uh, the the rainbow series and stuff like that i mean real dry stuff i had to know from scratch i'm teaching people about what i wish somebody would have told me you know i'd already i already knew a lot of this stuff so that's where my course differs and it would teach you it would teach you very well these two these two top things after that um this is just teaching you basic uh best practices of each one of these items that you that you should know what i would recommend is for you to take the security plus uh security plus is a lot more marketable as a certification this is just my personal opinion not to say i'm not trying to um say don't take this one but a better choice would be to do the security plus because it's covering a lot of this stuff and it's expecting you know a little bit deeper on these things right here the comptia security plus and it's more marketable uh than this particular course that's what i would do um personally but that, you know, it's completely up to you. I hope that this answers uh, that question out there on uh, on that. Let me just go back to my slides here. And I got a couple question, a couple of statements here. Uh, Mr. Samuel says, Udemy has an ISO course for mile two. The instructor is a plural site instructor. Plural site is also awesome, in my opinion. Udemy is is uh, very basic courses usually, but, but that's really cool. Uh, David says, have you ever... Um, resubmitted a resume for a job you already applied for. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll answer that one on, on its own. Um, they are probably not. Warner says um, they are probably not. But you, you're right. Uh, what one would you actually do for the job? Do on what one that you would actually do on the job is golden. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Would I ever create a CMMC? Um, possibly. Yeah, possibly. I, I would do something like that. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about doing something that's more comprehensive that that covers lots lots of the controls and uh, and goes across the maturity model. Um, maybe, yeah, that's something I, I would think about. Um, but getting back on the subject here. Um, um, let me see here. So, yeah, to answer the question, it my course doesn't really prepare you for the CISSO, and it. I would say it's probably going to prepare you more for the uh, for the ISC two cap. It's it's more going to prepare you for that. It covers probably forty percent of the ISC two cap, but it's more of a practical implementation of what you do as an ISO doing risk management framework. So, so there you go with that. Um, let me see. I had another question here. Somebody asked me something that could probably be its own subject. It said, um, have you ever resubmitted a resume for a job you already applied for? David, what do you mean by this? Have I ever resubmitted a resume for a job you have? You mean that the organization is making you apply for, reapply for a job? 
You mean the organization that you're with is having you do this? Is that what you mean? <clears throat> Man, I'm recovering from some major flu. <coughs> Bear with me. <clears throat> Just reading questions here in the in the in the comments section, the chat section. Have you ever resubmitted a resume for a job you already applied for? Um, you it's happened to me once before. So I got hired. I got hired. I took the they gave me a job offer. I took the job offer, and then they had me resubmit my resume. For some reason, they wanted me to put it in their database or something. They wanted me to uh, put it in their database because that was part of their process. That was the closest I've come to it. But as far as having a job, I'm already there. I'm working. And then they say, apply for this job again. No, I, I've, I've not had that happen. I've had them have me upload my resume into their database. That happens quite a bit. Like Actually, almost every organization I've gone to has done that where I'm hired I'm working there for some time and they're like, hey, we want we need your resume because they put it in their database so that they know what your skill set is. And if they apply for this or that contract, they can use your resume that says you're a CISSP or whatever. And and they can they can go and say, yeah, we have three employees that have this uh, that certification or this or that level of experience. So so, yeah, I've had that happen to me before, but I don't know. I'm not sure if that's what you're talking about. So I hope I hope that answers your question, David. If it's not, please feel free to to answer to uh, correct me. All right, um, I'm gonna keep on moving here. Uh, I'm gonna keep on moving to the next question. Oh, just uh, an expansion on uh, what you're seeing here on the screen is all of the different uh, course details that they're covering, which we already talked about. So I'll just keep going. All right, so this is a this was a new question that I got. Somebody said, um, "Entry level degree for getting a, into cybersecurity." All right, they're saying um, I've followed you for quite some time now, and you uh, you are doing such a great job helping people like myself, and would like to thank you for all you do. Well, thank you, thank you, thanks for watching. I appreciate you guys. I would like to ask for some advice. Some background on myself. I hold a BS in Health Science, Security Plus, an AWS Cloud Dev. They're, they're an MCITP, and they have a TSSEI clearance. Well, that's awesome. That's, that's really great. Hope that's all on your resume. Then they say, I have one year's worth of MSSQL server admin experience. That's awesome. My dilemma is not sure that I'm not sure which route that I should take between an ISO or an, a cybersecurity analyst. Um, do you suggest uh, one over the other, considering one is easier, a easier career trans transition, and uh, by the way, I could not find your email contacts. I put the email contacts right there. That's the cyberaware2020 at gmail.com. Now, I can't promise you I'm going to get to you immediately. I've got so many solicitations 
for, for from companies, from affiliate programs, from people want me to do more, from people want me to do one-on-one sessions with them, from people asking me questions like you see here. I got so much stuff going on. So it's, sometimes it takes me a while to get to you. But if you email me, I go through my email. And it's one of the main ways that I get more content. So, um, yeah, email me at that address if you have any questions, What any questions whatsoever. And it says, by the way, uh, found you. Okay. Anyway, okay. So the question is, for this particular subject matter, is um, do I suggest, my dilemma is I'm not sure which route I should take. Is so cyber or, or cyber analyst? So I wouldn't say that this was let me let me change the wording on this one. That would probably be a better fit for this course or for this video description right here. ISO or cybersecurity analyst? That's the question. And if you guys have any comments, I've gotten a couple comments already um, of people suggesting things. Which route? And uh, Wayne says. I would ask him which route does he want an information system security officer management side or the security analyst technical side. That's a great point. Anybody else have any suggestions? I have one. My suggestion right here is follow the money. What do you mean, Bruce? Bruce, what do you mean by follow the money? What could you possibly mean by follow the money? Let me explain to you sir what that means or ma'am i'm gonna explain to you what that means what does follow the money mean what i would do given your situation having a bachelor's degree having a tssei having a security plus that's these are awesome certifications and or experience i would take my resume i would put it on monster.com i would put it on dice.com I would put it on LinkedIn.com. I would put it on all .coms, right? I would put it everywhere so you couldn't miss me. And I'd put all my skills, and I would definitely put that out of an SEI or some sort of security clearance that's active, right? I would put all that stuff out there on all those sites. And then I would take the job that pays me the most. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. I'd follow the money. Now, it does depend, like Wayne suggested, what you want to do, because information system security officer work is is more it leans more towards a management type approach. You don't really have hands on technical uh, day to day uh, technical stuff going on. Right. It's a lot of like reading policies, evaluating documentation, coordinate, make coordinating with other subject matter experts in the field it's stuff like that right uh it's meetings things like that if you want a more technical hands-on approach then it's going to be a cybersecurity analyst work so it really depends on what you want but if money is a factor and it is for me i would follow the money um i would go who who's paying me the most um with the best company right it would be a combination of those two i, I also want to have a work-life balance i want I want a company who's not going to uh, run me into the ground uh, and have me do all these extracurricular stuff that I'm, that's not even in my career path. And then I also want uh, be, to be compensated properly. So those two things for me 
stand out the most. That's what I have done in in my career, and that's what's helped me to grow is to follow the, the money where the money leads. But also, you have to have that healthy balance. So that's what I would do uh, between the two. It really depends on what you want. Like Wayne says, do you want more management? Do you want more technical hands-on type stuff? And as far as you're looking at your, your skill set and what you do, which one would be an easier uh, path for you, it sounds like you're more technical, like you're more hands-on. So if you feel like you want to continue that, then it would be cybersecurity analyst. would be, probably be easier for you. However, if you want to lean more, like Wayne says, to the more management uh, side, you could easily go to the ISO path because you already have everything it takes to do that. So um, I hope that that answers your question, um, sir or ma'am, on that one. I appreciate uh, that that question. If you guys have any questions what, whatsoever for combo courses here or on the site uh, or on TikTok or whatever, we're we're all over the place. So you can ask ask those questions there, and we'll we'll do our best. And as you can see, I've got other subject matter experts that are chiming in, giving you their two cents. So this is a conversation. That's what this is all about. All right, next subject. Next subject is. Uh, I wanted to do an ISO assignment. I've been getting a lot of people asking me to do like a lab. And so I thought I'd do an experiment where I do, uh, I have people do a lab and get back with me. And so what I did was I opened up the site uh, to do the first lab. It's very easy, right? So the first lab is going to be a, um, an ISO assignment where you're going to do a system description on a system security plan. Right. It's going to be the first part of a system description. It's known as an executive summary. One of the biggest things that you do as an information system security officer is to write. Uh, much of my career has been, I would say, 90 percent of my career is writing, um, even as an as an assessor. I'm doing I'm, I'm taking people's data and I'm, I'm giving my expertise on what where the biggest uh vulnerability is in their environment, for example. But information system security officer work, a lot of it is writing, it's, it's articulating what is going on. So what I would like to do here is open up the very first lab. Um, and that lab is going to be very simple. Uh, and I'll follow up next week uh, with you guys as I get more uh, people jumping in on the assignment. Let me explain what it is. Okay, what you're going to do let me let me show you the site. Uh, what you're gonna do is you're gonna go to this page right here. The link is in the description below. You're gonna go to that link right there. It's, called, it's gonna be called Risk Management ISO Assignments 101. I'm gonna put more assignments on here week after week. If this grows, if this is something that you guys are interested in, I could really expand. I could go crazy on these labs. I can do I can do SCA labs where you're looking at an actual security. Um, uh, control and you're having uh, to interpret the security control. I can do um, all kinds of stuff that we can do here, right? But for the very first one, we're going to keep it very easy. And so it's just going to consist of this. Here's the assignment. You're going to look at the document that's been uploaded. It's called auditingsystem.pdf. You're going to take that attachment. You're going to briefly read through it scan through it right you don't have to read it from cover to cover you're not it's not going to be intriguing reading i guarantee you okay so all you're going to do as an information system security person is your time is valuable you don't have time to read that entire document 
I promise you, you will not have time to read through that entire document. What you're going to want to do is in the quickest, most expedient way possible, extract the information that you need to create a one to three paragraph executive summary of the auditing system. The auditing system is something you're going to have to read through. You have to understand what it is real quick, and you're going to have to explain to me what the who, what, when, where, and why of the system is in a very short paragraph. Now, I'm the as the reader of the executive summary, I'm a C-level exec. I you have let you don't have a lot of time as an information system security officer. I have even less time than you. I'm dealing with the company's I'm dealing with the company's fiduciary uh, responsibilities, right? My whole goal is to grow our company. I don't have time to get in the weeds on any one thing, right? And me reading through the entire system security plan is getting way too far in the weeds. I just need a one to three page, uh, page, one to three page paragraph breakdown of what the auditing system is. So what you're going to do is you're going to go in the link below. It's going to take you to this site right here, right? Very plain. It has nothing on it right here. This is not really advertised. It's the first time I've done anything like this. If you have any problems getting to this site, let me know. If you can't access something, let me know. The site's in the description below. You're going to go here. You're going to read the auditing system. Like, what is it, right? It's an old document from like the 50s and 60s. It's an old system from the 50s and 60s. You're going to read through that, skim through it real quick. You're going to give me an executive summary of what it is. The who, what, when, where, and why, very briefly, talking to a C-level exec. Right. Getting straight to the point. What we're doing is we're building the very first part of a system security plan an SSP. One of the main things that you do as an information system security officer, you may not. Sometimes you may not even write it from scratch. Right. You may not even you may be the person who is reviewing it. You may be the person who's editing it. It just depends on what your role is and how deep that the organization has you going on the system security plan. In my experience, I've written them from scratch. Like I've written them on dot on dot doc documents, um, on word on word documents, on um, creating them to a PDF. I've written I've written them in databases, on platforms like Archer and all kinds of different systems that I'm familiar with that I've worked with to do a system security plan. But one of the things that always sticks is you got to do a system description. So if you're interested in this, I've got like a hundred participants. Um, you can upload a, a brief description of this, upload it. I'll go through you guys' uh, descriptions uh, maybe next week when I get some some stuff to, to review. And we'll what we'll do is we'll do labs. If this is something that you guys really like to do, I'll do more labs. And we can do these like week over week or twice a week or whatever, or maybe even one-on-one sessions. But I just want to see how this goes. Um, this is something I've always wanted to do, and I've been putting it off for a long time. So let's go ahead and try it. Have any problems, let me know. Okay, that's that. That's the auditing system. See how you guys do on that. Um, let me go through a couple more questions here um somebody okay you guys are asking me some questions here let me just before it gets too far um monte crystal 21 says what are your thoughts about an iso taking a new role as a as, as a security control assessor are there any benefits uh or is it a 
excuse me, or is it a demotion? Okay, uh, this is a, this is a great question. Um, I, will, I would love to answer this one because uh, this is something I, I do both of these things. I've done both of these things. So the question is, what's my opinion on a person going from an information system security officer to a system security uh, to a, sec a security control assessor? Do I think that's a demotion? What are my thoughts on it? So I've done both of these things. Um, it it kind of depends on what you like to do. And, and in the in the security control assessor um, domain, there's you don't have to be super technical. You can be somebody who just looks at documentation. There's people there's experts, subject matter experts on just documentation on the security compliance side of the house. Right. Who they'll sit down with the documents and see if the organization is re is going through is doing their their policies they'll have a policy set in motion and then your job is to see okay you go to the organization and you say okay is this per, is this organization doing what they say in their policy right but then you've got your other side of the security assessor roles who they're they're also looking at control security controls in the environment but they're doing scans they'll do a network scan and they have to be able to not only run the network scan but also get the results more importantly and uh and interpret those the results of of what what they got from the Nessus scan or or Qualys or whatever, right? And so they're looking at that, and they have to write a report. Once again, it's called a security assessment report. Put that together, and then uh, put that before the organization that they're doing the security control assessment on. Is it a demotion? Absolutely not. No, security control assessing is is not a demotion at all i would say in some cases it's 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 kind of a promotion because they're they're paying a lot more money in some cases because you have to travel in some cases with the sea so it depends like it, it really depends on the role and how much they're paying you and, and where you're at because you could be a the manager of a security control assessment team that probably that person's probably going to make way more money you know than say a entry-level information system security officer no, I would not say it's a promotion or a demotion. It really depends on where they're putting you, where you're at, right, in in the organization as a whole. So would I recommend it? It depends on what you want to do. Um, I, ha, me doing it right now, it's it's incredible. Like, I like it because I'm learning so much. Whereas what I don't like about information system security officer work is kind of you kind of tend to be stuck on like two or three systems, and then that's what you do year after year. It just gets boring. Like they're paying you. They're they're paying you really good. But for me, like after a while, it wasn't it wasn't mentally stimulating. Like I got bored. I had the same ten systems, and I knew everything about these ten systems. And we, it's every year we're kind of re redoing unless they have like a major upgrade or something like that. But nine times out of ten, it's just the same systems. And and then with SEA work assessment work risk assessment whatever you you know whatever uh you want to call it um you are typically not even seeing the same system twice like sometimes you're you're seeing four or five different systems you know a month or whatever so it's always it's always an adventure which is more challenging in some cases uh, another thing i would say that the differences between the two is that in information system security officer world it tends to it can sometimes be a little bit more political and then you're stuck there. You're there and you have to deal with the politics of that organization. Whereas as SEA, you're kind of like 
taking a grenade out and throwing it at the organization and then you leave, right? Like you <laughs> you go there, you scan, you find 15 criticals and you say, hey, here's here's the document right here. See, you got these criticals right here. Um, you guys should fix those. See you later. We're out of here, right? And there's a little bit of politics at play, but for the most part, like you're just looking at data. This is data. Like it's just data. Here's what we found. You, I don't. These criticals are here. They no, those criticals aren't there. Well, do you have a plan of action and milestone? Did you guys fix these? Like what? What's going on with these? Right. So, so that's kind of what's. I wouldn't say it was a demotion. I'd say it was awesome. Like especially if you want to, if you're trying to uh, shift gears, you're trying to do a little bit more. Then it's awesome. Like it's a real good move, actually. Okay, let me see. Um, I got uh, what are your what are your recommendations for a security control assessor to obtain a position? Oh, going the other direction. So, if what's my recommendations for a security control assessor to obtain a position as a ISO? Um. So, again, it kind of depends on what you do as a security control assessor. Um, so the ISO is – and you guys chime in if you guys have some some uh, really good um, comments on this. I really appreciate any of your comments on this particular thing. I'm just going to give my two cents in it. Haven't, haven't done this, haven't done both, and haven't done this for a long time. My opinion of going from a security control assessor – I'll do both ways. If I'm an ISO going to a, an SCA, what is is there a smooth transition? Absolutely, because as an ISO, you know how an organization is supposed to deal with security controls. So if it's an, it's an easy transition for you to go to an SEA role, right? Easy transition for you to go to SEA role. On the other side of the house, if I'm an SEA and I'm and I'm going to an ISO role, um. If you're an ISO, if I mean, if you're a security control assessor, you actually have to know part of the risk management framework process or whatever framework you're using, right? If CIS controls, or if you're using uh, ISO twenty-seven thousand one, or if you're using uh, Sarbanes-Oxley or whatever, right? Whatever kind of auditor assessor that you are, you have to know the framework and what's supposed to happen because you're doing one part of that framework. You're doing the assessor part of that framework. Right. And I know I'm kind of speaking another language to some people who are not familiar with this process. But essentially, when when you let me just kind of give you an overview. So as an ISO, what you're doing, let me actually show you a diagram. So this will make it make more sense to you. Let me go to the so I'm, what I'm going to do is show you guys like a little diagram and show you what I mean by this. Oops. Not a roll. I meant 37. This 37. And I'm trying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Every time I come up with these, I'm looking for images and it usually comes up with my own images. Wow. It's a lot of my own images. Whoa. What the heck? What What is going on here? Let me show you what I'm seeing here. I talk about this so much that uh i talk about this so often that i i'm like number one trending on uh on some of these searches this is wild but it might be because i'm putting in the the wording that i normally use and so it's coming up with my own content 
That's probably more likely what it is. Anyway, what you're seeing here is the frameworks, uh, the security life cycle. I can explain kind of what this is uh, very briefly here. So whenever you have a large uh, system, an information system, you you have to go through all of these different uh, these different phases of that system. It starts off with categorizing the system. Uh, that means doing a security categorization. Is it a high impact system? Is it a low impact system? Is it classified? Is it in the public domain? Is it a website? What kind of data are you processing? And then you're going to, based on what kind of system it is and what how important the data is, you're going to select the security controls, right? Because you're going to have a different level of controls on a website than you would on say a classified information system that is um, that has in uh, that has top secret information right Th these have two different levels of controls on them so you're gonna select the security controls and then you're gonna implement those security controls you've already categorized it you selected con the controls now you're gonna implement that means install or configure the system properly and then you're gonna assess the controls that's kinda what we're talking about now Monte Cristo where we are assessing the controls like as a security control assessor this is the part that you come in right that you're going to be assessing the controls so an assessor actually has to know some of this process and it as an assessor me going back to the information system security officer i have to be a part of the rest of this life cycle i've got to maybe help select the controls or implement the controls or go for authorization and or monitoring the controls you can go either way, right? So it's an easy transition from going from ISO to a SEA or going from an SEA to an ISO if you know this process uh, properly, if you know this process. This is, by the way, this is the uh, NIST 837 process. There's many other frameworks, security control frameworks. Once you know this one, though, it's easy to learn all the other ones because they're all very similar. This, this right here, what you're looking at is money. You're looking at six figures right here. This, this thing right here, if you know this right here, this is six figures right out the box. Okay, um, let me see. Going on to the next question. Let me see. Let me see. If you guys are joining this late, um, I'm doing a longer form. I don't normally do this. I'm going to try to go until 2. So if you have any questions whatsoever, I've got a couple queued up. But if you have any questions, whatever it is, this is a great time to ask it because I actually need the content to keep going for, for another hour. <laughs> so feel free to ask any questions you want. I can't promise that I'm going to know it, but maybe somebody who's watching will know it. Uh, even Maybe even in the comments, somebody will know something I don't know. It happens all the time, and I'm, and I, I'm grateful for that. Um, so Wayne said to ask, answer Monte Cristo's question. I think you are mostly there already. Knowledge of the controls, implementation. I would get to know the different risk uh, frameworks and I would get to know what's needed for different plans. Bingo. Exactly. So what you're looking at here is kind of what he's alluding to. Thank you, Wayne, for that. That's great. Mike says... Yo, Bruce, what's up? I still have your course. Uh, need to go back to it. Control remote work. Oh, man. Awesome. Yep. Check that one out. That one, that one's helped me out a lot. 
I mean, this stuff that I actually implemented. So I've been working from home for for many years. So just speaking on uh, remote work real quick, let's just let's like pause and for a second. And let me just tell you about a little bit about remote work. If you if you didn't know. So I did a course. It does. It's not bought very often, but uh, I did a course about remote work, how I've been able to find remote work. This is back before COVID-19 <laughs> when it was harder to find. Uh, it's been working for me. And all I did was I put together a breakdown of how I've been able how I've been able to find remote work, 100 percent remote work for years. I've been doing I've been doing remote work. Five years before COVID hit, like I've been doing this for quite some time and I probably need to raise the price on this because usually when I raise a price, more people buy it. That's probably what it is. I bet that's what it is. I'm going to raise the price on this. Yeah. Right after this, I'm going to raise the price on this. But I tell you how to find remote work and then how to get the remote work. It's worked for me for years. So if you're interested in this, go ahead and check it out before I raise the prices on it because I definitely will um, so I can get more sales on it. I don't know why that is psychologically is weird, but I guess that's just how we're wired. <laughs> so, uh, yep. That's what it's all about. And just come some of the things that come up is like um, that I talk about is why I work from home, what kinds of things you need to work from home. Uh, who Who's it for? Because it's not for everybody, to be honest with you. And some of the requirements, uh, some of the things that they look for, things like that, what to put on your resume to find the jobs, stuff like that is what I talk about. It's worked for me for many, many years and and it could work for you, too, I'm sure. Um, let me see more questions here. SEA sounds fun. Um, the ISO sometimes get uh, sometimes it gets overwhelming. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I I can attest to that. It does get overwhelming. They they kind of give you too much work, and then it kind of gets a little stressful because you're dealing with um, different difficult customers from time to time, and you're dealing with big money, right? You're dealing with big money. Uh, so. When you're talking about security, cybersecurity and implementing it in the right places, you're you're talking about spending money. You're spending you're talking about spending money to actually implement the controls on a given system, and so people get a little bit upset with that, and sometimes it slows down the process. So there's there's just a little bit of um, politics that gets involved because money is involved, and you're having to talk to you're talking you're having to talk to many different aspects of the organization that can be stressful you're having to deal with many different uh attitudes towards the system some people get very emotional about different aspects of the system what i found is the best way to to remain less stressed out is to just it's just information right you're just putting you're just a reporter and you're reporting the information they can get mad at you but like, don't hate the messenger, right? You're just delivering the message. Another thing is you, t- as an ISO, you tend to be involved with all aspects of security. Like you're not, in- you're involved with uh, the cyber threat analysis. Sometimes you're involved with the vulnerability management portion of it. You're involved with uh, different program managers who are managing different n- new systems that are coming up on board. Uh, you're you're involved with continuous monitoring, backups. Uh, disaster recovery you have your hand in almost every aspect and you're seeing some of the stress the stresses of the system as it grows or as it or as it um gets uh decommissioned or whatever that's that's where the stress comes in from being an so um let me see 
looking for more questions here before I go forward. Thank you, Bruce, for the response. My pleasure. Okay. I'm, I've got some more stuff here that I queued up that I'll go through. Okay, I gave you guys, an, if you guys are late to this, I gave an assignment out there. If you look in the description below, you'll see that assignment. I'm going to start doing these. I'm going to see how it goes. And uh, right now it's free. I may, if it expands, I might actually expand it to where I have to take a payment. So you might want to get involved now before, before it's no longer free. And uh, that's in the description below. And it's basically like a lab. It's a live lab we're going to do for a couple weeks to see how it goes. Okay. Um, oh, can you teach cybersecurity? This goes out to anybody who has cybersecurity experience. Somebody said the reason why this came up was it will be apparent as I read this, this uh, message somebody sent to me. They said, Bruce, I ran across your website today. I appreciate you putting, forth, putting this together. Uh, it's not, it's not enough. It's not enough people in our community that are in the cybersecurity. Uh, your program could help change lives and it has changed lives. And I'm really proud to be a part of, of that. Like so many people I've, that I talked to have told me that this, that my courses have changed their life because they got a job or they got a raise or whatever. And their whole life is different. And that, I'm really happy to be a part of that change in you guys' life. I'm really it's it really uh, is fulfilling to know that, you know, so that's great. He says, I'm a lead at uh, ISO Southcom and I've been thinking about creating a course and teaching people myself. Um, I'm glad you took the initiative to do so. Congratulations. Keep up the good work. OK, so if you if you're this person or if this is you right here, like you can teach this and you like what I'm doing and you also want to help other people all over the world, people in the U.S., um, maybe even people in the UK, people in Canada, and you happen to know this off the top of your head and you don't mind being on camera or speaking on camera. You don't even have to show your face. If you are interested in do, creating a course with me, you'll create the course. I will promote the hell out of it. I might even help you edit it. I've got editors who help me to edit these videos. I've got, I, I've got enough experience to know how to edit it, how to put it together, and then I'll just promote the hell out of it. And then you can either release it for free if you like, or you can release it at any price point that you would like to. I will put it on Combo Courses. I've got 3,000 followers on that site. Then I, I'll send out a newsletter. I'll promote it on my on combocourses.com by doing this kind of thing that I'm doing right now. This right here, what you're seeing, gets sales. If you are interested, and this is absolutely serious, if you're not serious, if you don't feel like you can do this, if you don't have the time to do it, Please don't waste your time, okay? This is for people who are serious. This is people who have, you. maybe you already have video content. You already have a website. You already have a YouTube channel. Give me your course. I will post it on my Convo Courses site. We will. I will coordinate with you to promote it. I will coordinate with you on how much, how we split the, the funds. It depends on how much work I do help you on it. Uh, I'll just contact me. My contact information, I'm going to give it to you right now. If you're interested in this, I can't do this for the rest of my life, guys. I'm one guy. I can only put out so much content. But meanwhile, I'm get, people are beating down my door to get more content. 
but I don't have I don't have enough time in the day to do all that stuff. So if, it would be great if I had other people helping me out to create the content and then I just promote the hell out of it. You know, I've got a huge I've got a pretty not huge, but I got a pretty good following of buyers. So who are who who are anxious and hungry for this kind of information. So if you want to contact me, it's cyberaware2020 at gmail.com. Please be serious when you this is serious. This is not if you have the time to do this, please contact me because this is a great opportunity for you. Um, I'm really looking for somebody right now to to put content out there. If you already have content, man, that is even better. What is what are you waiting for? You could just literally give me your videos. I upload them to my site. You tell me what the price point is. We work those details out. I promote the ever living hell out of it. Uh, and then you will get sales. You'll get more sales. Like it's you got nothing to lose, right? The only thing you have to lose is your time in sending me the videos. And let's say you make no money. Well, guess what? More people got exposed to your material. I mean, what do you have to lose? Send me your material. If you if you don't mind doing a video from scratch, I'll even help you create the course material. I will help you create it, right? The the main caveat is that you can. You have the ability to teach. Some some cybersecurity people cannot teach what they cannot teach. I, I can't explain why, but some IT people cannot teach at all. If you're one of those people, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Keep on doing what you do. You're, you're, I'm sure you're excellent at your job, but if teaching's not for you, just don't do it. <laughs> just, just don't do it. <laughs> so if you can teach, though, if you know how to explain something, you don't mind doing it, you you know the material, please reach out to me. That's PCI compliance. If you if you're technical, maybe you're maybe you're a CEH guy, uh, where you're doing ethical hacking. Whether you're uh, I don't know personnel security. I'll even do physical security. Any kind of security. If you're an expert at it, if you know this off the top of your head, please contact me. Let's do something together. All right, that's it for that. I promoted this like a year ago. I got a couple of takers. And we, we got a course we're sitting on uh, for like a year now, <laughs> uh, but we, we haven't been able to release it. It's really good. I wish we could release it. I wish we could finish it. But so far, um, we've, we've kind of been sitting on it. So I just want other people, if I can get other experts. I don't. My plan with combo courses is to make it so that other, really this platform is supposed to be for other teachers to get on here and teach cybersecurity and and do the same kind of thing that I'm doing here. That way I can I can kind of rest a little bit, right? Some we have two or three other people doing this. They promote their products they, while they're teaching for free. And uh, anybody who wants to go deeper or get a contract, I've been contacted by different contracting agencies. Um, that's another option for you. It's just something that you should really think about. So anyway. Um, let me see here. The next one is uh, ISO, no experience. Somebody said, hi, Bruce. Uh, my name is Doris. Um, I have been looking for a job in ISO with no experience. What should I do to get a job as an ISO? I would like to speak to you on the phone. I get a lot of calls like this. I get a lot of contacts and emails like this. And I'm just going to be completely honest about this. Um, so information system security officer work is not an entry-level position. 
All right. That said, they're expecting you to have experience. Not necessarily super technical experience, but they're expecting you to have some sort of security compliance experience. Right. What, what does that mean? Like, how can you get compliance experience if you if they expect you to have it? How can you already have like which came first, the chicken or the egg kind of thing? Right. How can I get experience to get in the job when they won't expi- hire me to get the experience to get the job? Right. How do I do that? That's the question. So there's a couple ways. Right. The way I can explain you my way that I've done it, that I did it was I was in the military In the military. They train you from scratch, from nothing. Uh, and from nothing, from the ground up, they train you. And then I got experience because they trained me from scratch. And then I put, they put me in the role. Actually, they literally put me in the role with no experience and then said, do it. Well, I was like, well, what do I do? Like, read this, read this, read this, read this. I was self-taught. I just read the material and it taught me how to do what was called an SSAA, which was a system security authorization agreement. At the time, now it's called the system security plan, right? I just, I was thrown in the position and had to just learn it on my own. And then, you know, I they would teach me ComSec and information security. And I had this other training, but actual doing the ISO work, I had to learn that on my own. But they put me in the position, which gave me like two, three years of experience from the military. And then when I got out, I continued to use that experience. Now, while I was in there, while I was in ISO, I actually got certifications i got a degree I, I got all that stuff while i was in the position that's how i did it that's one way military don't i went to like two or three combat zones i don't recommend that it was a really hard road not the smartest thing i've ever done in my life by the way risking my life to learn this but hey there you go <laughs> other ways that you could do this that i've seen other people do this without going to, to a war in a in a in a minefield infested war zone <laughs> Um, is to go into uh, like the help desk, like go into a entry level type position. And that would be things like a field technician or like a um, there's plenty of IT positions that are entry level positions that you can use to develop your to develop as an IT professional. And then from there, once you have a common body of knowledge built up, you can then become an information system security officer. That's one way you can do it. Now, another one that we talked about on this, if you're late to this, one thing that we've been talking about is really good uh, security um, uh, certification that we that I just found out about that might be good to do is a certified information sec- system security officer. Now, just getting this alone, this certification is not going to get you in the door, but it's going to get you the knowledge that you need. Now, this is not cheap. This is a $3,000. This is a $3,000, 5-day, $3,000 course uh, if you're doing a uh, in the classroom or $1,500 if you're doing a self-study. But the objectives are, are really cool because it's teaching you the basics of risk management and then it's going through all of the different uh, security best practices that you need to know. That being said, this does not give you experience, right? A certification does not equal experience. I can tell you right now. But this is just a good thing to to know, like common body and all this stuff you you can you can learn. But as far as experience itself itself, um, 
get your foot in the door by doing entry level IT first is what I would recommend. Um, I got a couple people uh, mentioning some things here. They said uh, that's related to what we're talking about. Um, let me see. Okay, Wayne says I would also add that created creating a system in a lab environment is huge too because you can get a load of resources free such as scap scanners, stigs, a stig viewer, and other tools and create a lab that uh that from a stig, uh, create a lab and then use your stigs. Yeah. So this is this is something I talk about in the course I, that I did create this this course right here I, I created based on a lot of people asking me the same questions over and over again about like I'm I don't have any experience. I'm trying to get into IT. I can see that it's blowing up. It's exploding. How can I get in the door? What do I need to do? So I made a free course. This is absolutely free. You go to combo courses, go to all courses and then you'll find a course called. Let me see if I, I can't even find my own course. This is pretty ridiculous right now but it's a free course <laughs> that i can't find right now on my site um yeah i can't find it <laughs> wow that's amazing so uh i'm okay well it's on my site i'll make sure it's there it's a free course that that walks you through how to actually go about what do you learn? What how, what are the steps? What are the things you need to learn as a cybersecurity person? How can you actually get the experience? Where do you go to get the experience? Where do you go to get the experience? That's what it's telling you about. And um, let me, I don't know why I can't find, let, hold on a second. This is, this is irritating me. I apologize. Um, it's, what is happening here? Okay, here it is right here. It was right in front of me the whole time. I apologize, guys. Um, wow. This this is a longer session, so this is taking its toll on me, as you can see. Anyway, so here's the course right here. This is free. This is a security, cybersecurity entry level. Where do you start? Where do I start? How do I even get started with this? I have no experience. I work in insurance sales. I work in, I'm a janitor. I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bank teller. I'm, I work in the hospital. I'm a CNA. I'm a, I'm a domestic helper. Like I, I don't know where to even start. Like what do I do? This right here is walking you through. Like what do you need to know? What kind of courses would I recommend? What kind of certifications do you need to? What from beginner? Where do I go from here? I'm a beginner. Where do I go from here? Okay, I'm an IT geek. I'm, I know I know how to put computers together and tear them apart. I'm so into computers. What do I where do I go from here? Okay, I'm an IT professional. I want to get in the cybersecurity. Well, see, these are all levels. You first you need to be a beginner. And you're gonna do things like Wayne said, which is to build your own lab. You're gonna create a lab for yourself to start learning from scratch, right? Now that's not qualified as experience, but it gets your foot, it gets you. To where you understand what I, what the IT means. What is information technology? How does it work together? How do networks work? How do I fix things? What are, what's troubleshooting? How do I do that? Right? It gets you. You get wets your appetite to actually know this stuff as you're, you're studying. It tells you what do you study. That's what this first part teaches you. And then it goes into okay. I've done this. I've put together my own computer. I've put together my own network. Right? I, I'm. 
now I know the stuff. I've taken a couple courses maybe. Now I'm officially an IT geek. Where do I go from here? How do I actually get a position as a security person, as a cybersecurity person? How do I get a position as an IT professional? That's what I'm talking about, right? So that is th that's the things that I that I walk you through, and then I talk about some of the components of a, a, a of an information system. I talk about basic networking that you need to know. I don't go super deep. I just tell you here's what you kind of need to know as a cybersecurity person. If you want to go deeper, go over here. Here's some resources for you, and then best practices as a cybersecurity person. That's this is where you want to start if you if you really have no idea if you even want to do this right because sometimes you get excited because the money or whatever this right here will let you know if you even want to do it right because because I'm walking you through everything you need to know okay let me see um got some questions here somebody's saying hey Bruce what are your thoughts on the ISM versus an ISSO involvement in day to day oh this is a good one this is a good question so the question is question is what are my what's my opinion on an information system security manager versus an information system security officer what is my opinion on those two and what is the day-to-day -day versus ISO involvement day-to-day -day? okay what's my opinion about their day-to-day -day activity what kind of what what's the comparison? What we'll do is we'll compare the two. All right, so I could tell you my experience with both of these things. So an information system security officer and the, their relationship with an information system security manager is that typically an information system security manager manages an information system security officer. So in order for the ISO to get hired, they have to go through the information system security manager. So the manager typically they have two or three people underneath them, maybe even more. Maybe they have 10, pick up 20 people underneath them, right? They are managing, their whole job is to manage the information security officers. And they're also looking at the overall security posture of the organization. So the ISM, the ISM, <laughs> the information system security manager, that manager is usually what their daily tasks are, are meetings. And they're meeting with higher level people. They're, they're meeting with upper level managers who are not necessarily into security. They're, they're talking to directly to the, the office of the CIO, the chief information officer. They're talking to the chief security managers. They're talking to the CEO. They're in those kinds of meetings. And those meetings are usually talking about things like resources. What resources do does our organization have? Um, do we have enough resources and resources mean time, money, personnel? Do we have enough personnel to do this particular job over here? Or we have this critical security patch that we need to apply and um, we're kind of behind on this particular patch. They're 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 doing big things like they're doing meetings after meetings on big things that are affecting the whole organization. And they might have a one on one meeting with you and you're going to as an information security officer. And, and you're going to break down what's going on for the, you know, uh, in bite-sized chunks what's going on. So their day-to-day, -day, the manager's day-to-day -day is talking to other managers, talking to C-level execs, things like that. They're, they're, they're making sure you get paid. They're making sure that your time card is done on time. They're doing things like that, right? So they're not in the weeds on security things. They're looking at the big picture of security for the whole organization, 
That's what their day looks like. An information system security officer, on the other hand, is in the weeds on different security features. Like uh, normally, a system, an information system security officer has two or three systems, and sometimes ten or twelve or twenty systems that they manage. They they have a different a whole bunch of man, uh, systems that they have to manage that that are underneath them. What are they doing? They're doing continuous monitoring. They're looking at okay, have have anything has anything changed with system A? Okay, system A has no changes. Nothing's going on with it. How, what about system B? Okay, system B has some changes. Uh, it's being upgraded to from Windows 10 to Windows 11 on 15 systems. Okay, now what about system C? So system C, let's say, is being decommissioned. I've got to go to a meeting at 12 talking about decommissioning that system and how we're going to do that. And then system B or system D, uh, let's say that that system is um, being replaced with a whole other system. So that's going to be a, from scratch. It's a whole other new system altogether. So they're doing meetings on each one of those systems, and each one of those systems has different security control objectives and different security control issues that they have to deal with there there'll be vulnerability management issues there'll be a plan of action and milestones that have to be renewed there'll be a risk acceptance documentation that have to be um that have, has to be created it's things like that so the day-to-day -day, one is in the weeds on several different systems uh, the manager, they're they're doing meetings with other managers, and they're doing your time, making sure your time card is on time, making sure that your your hours are fitting the systems, and and making sure that everything is on track as far as a management perspective. I hope that answers your question. And and as far as which one you want to do, it depends on whether you want to manage or you want to, you know, uh, do do in the weeds stuff. All right, somebody asked. Um, I have a bachelor's degree, a security plus, and a cap. Is this <coughs> excuse me? <clears throat> um, is the security cybersecurity master's degree along with either a CIS CISA a CISM or a CISSP or any combination really necessary for an ISO role in cybersecurity? Um, this is a good question. So the question, and let me sum it up. They're saying they have a bachelor's degree, they have a security plus, and they have a cap. Um, they're wondering if they if they need a master's degree or a CISA or a CISM. These are all cybersecurity certifications, higher level ones, or a CISSP or any combination. Are those necessary to 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 do the ISO, the Information Security Officer role? No, absolutely not. No. So um, depends on what you're trying to do. Like if you're trying to do, if you're trying to make more money, then you probably want either a CISA or a C or a CISSP. But either one of those by itself will give you will net you probably ten thousand more dollars a year or more or more um, if you don't already have it. Like it'll be a huge boost to you. And then other people will offer you crazy amounts of money for just those two certifications alone. And I can let me show you what I mean. This will this should make you excited. This is something I show almost every week because it's it's a game changer. Let me show you that I'm not I'm not. Just blowing smoke. This is real. This is the real deal. I want to show you that this is the real deal. All right. The question was, if you're late, um, what do I need to do a CISA or a CISSP or a master's degree for an ISO? No, you do not. 
So let me let me show you what I mean. Okay. So if you want more money, CISSP. CISSP is gonna make you more money. Period. So in CISSP, I don't know if you can see, I don't know if you can see this, but that's CISSP alone. CIS, well, I'm sure that they want you to have X amount of experience and all that kind of stuff. But I just typed in CISSP. And that's that's see this number right here? You see that? That's CISSP. And then let me show you how many jobs are available. Just CISSP. By the way, you once you have it, you don't have to be a SO. You can be <laughs> they'll they'll create a position name for you. 135 jobs. But that's in Colorado Springs. Like this is not okay, let's get rid of that. Let's look all throughout the United States. All all throughout the world. All right, look at this. That, that's how many jobs. Whoops, sorry about that. That's how many. That's how many jobs. For me typing, uh, see, this is on Indeed.com, by the way. See this. See this number right here. Twenty thousand over twenty thousand jobs, just for me typing CISSP. Let me let me let me just show you something. Let me let's let's do some, and and then all, what I wanted to show you is that these pay more. That's that's really what I want to show you. That's the takeaway. This right here is a remote position with Under Armour <laughs> making look at this number, hundred thousand dollars. That's CISSP. If you want money, get a CISSP. That's what I'm trying to say with that. Now if I type in ISO, watch what happens with just ISO. Okay. That's only a thousand jobs. CISSP had had twenty thousand jobs. And look, this one's for Lockheed Martin, right? Lockheed Martin. What is Lockheed Martin paying for just me typing in ISO? Okay, they're not saying. Okay, let's see. Let's let's. I want to. Okay, here you go. Right here. Ninety-two thousand to seventeen. Uh, one hundred seventeen thousand. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. But there's only a thousand four hundred jobs available. CISSP is in demand. I mean, that's what the numbers are showing us. Now let me show you something else. CISA. CISA is, a, is also a great certification. 10,000 jobs, right? About half of what you saw with, uh, with, the, the, uh, CE, uh, with the CISSP. And it pays pretty good too. 75,000, 120,000. That's not bad. You know, that's not bad at all. Now let's look at uh, what other things did you name here? You said CISM. This is, see, CISM is for if you want to be a manager. If you want to be a manager, then CISM. But look, there's only 5,000 jobs for this, right? We, we're kind of just putting this in context. We're just trying to, we're comparing the numbers to see what's more in demand and what pays more and, and whatnot. CISM is going to pay you more. Like it's starting off at 110. It's a management position. So if you're looking for a management type role, CISM. Uh, if you're looking for a management type role, master's degree, because you're competing with people who have a master's degree when you're looking for a management role. So it depends to answer your question. No, you don't need a degree. You don't have you don't need a master's degree or CISP or CISM or CISA or any combination of those to become an ISO. You don't need it. Or you need a, probably like a security plus would be the bare minimum that you would need you probably need some years of experience in in the it uh world in in your in, in your resume you want to talk about all the security things that you've done uh you probably need at least a bachelor's degree but 
I've seen people not have a bachelor's degree and get in as a, an ISO and have just experience and get in there. So um, I hope that answers your question. All right, let me see. I got some other people talking to me here. Navi, how you doing, man? He says, hey, Bruce, can you have you considered doing a cybersecurity podcast to increase exposure to the work you are doing? So this right here is a podcast. I just. Um, I've been really bad about putting these out on um, on um, the podcasting services, which is um, uh, I, I, Apple, iTunes, and um, and the Google one that's out there. I've just been really bad about posting them, and I, I need to do better. It's in that department. It's a one man show. I'm the only one who does the pod, the editing and all that stuff for the podcast itself. So. That's why I've been slacking off. But, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure. Oh, my God. I'm going to make another promise I'm not going to keep. I don't want to do that. I will. <laughs> I need to post. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do better about posting these onto iTunes and uh and the other podcast services. So there you go. Another promise I won't. Another promise I won't keep. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Let me see. I got another question here. Somebody said uh, I would also add create a system lamp. Okay, we already talked about that one. The variety of the SEA role sounds good. What role would you recommend me do if I would like to work remotely? I have a CISSP a CISM, and a clearance. I'm working on cloud certifications this year. Thank you. Okay, so you're set, Navi. Like, the only thing stopping you from getting a remote position is you. And if you guys didn't know, if you happen to be late to this, if you don't know who I am, my name is Bruce. I've been doing cybersecurity for quite some time now, right? Since the 90s, right? So I'm very old, right? But with age comes experience. And let me just show you what kind of experience I have? I have experience getting jobs that happen to work remotely. I've been doing this remote work for a very long time, and I can assure you it's better than going to the office. Now, right now, if you didn't know, I have a course that talks about finding IT remote work. If you happen to be interested in that kind of thing. And this is this is me right here talking about my remote work that uh different jobs that I've had have allowed me to go all over the place and have a great time in places like Thailand. That's Thailand. I'm in Thailand right here, right? Um, Hawaii, um, in, in the Philippines. I've worked in all these places remotely, right? The, the very first video that I do on this one is, a, is me literally working remotely in different countries. Now, you can't do this with every job, but there are some that you can do this with. So, some of them claim to be remote, but you're flying 75% of the time all over the country. So you probably don't want that, or maybe you do. Maybe you, maybe you like flying. I don't know. But this course talks about that kind of stuff. It's where to find these jobs, who's hiring for remote jobs, things like that. Now, I'm going to give you some free information right here. You don't have to pay for what I'm about to tell you. Um, and I'm talking to Navi. So Navi said, what kind of role would you take? If you're you have a CISSP and a CISM 
and you want to work remotely. Let me show you what I would do. If I was in the position where I'm working from an office and I want to work remotely, right? Um, I'm tired of commuting. Um, I've got an office space in my house. I've, I've got great internet connection. Ideal, an ideal situation, right? I'm in, I'm in um, an environment where I can be in a quiet space eight hours a day, right? Um, um, how, what would I do? I want to work remotely. Here's what I would do. Let me show you. This is only one site, by the way. This is Indeed.com. Here's what I would do. If I have a CISSP, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go CISSP. Or you follow along with me if you like. Let me make this a little bit bigger so you can see. So, so you can see your life being changed before your very eyes. All right, this is only one trick I know, by the way. If you want more tricks, the full gamut of what I did to get this and some of the laws and rules and stuff that go along with it, you got to buy the course, right? But, which I'm going to increase the price very, very soon, by the way, so just so you know. Anyway, but right now this is free. We're going to type remote right here. Now, you can do this with several different sites, by the way. Remote work is very popular right now. Now, let's see what we come up with. All right. You probably won't even need to buy it after I get this to you, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm about to change your life. You're watching me change a person's life live right now, right? This changed my life. That's why I know it's, it's, it's real. I typed CISP and I typed remote. Look at this. This is a $100,000 job that's completely remote. 100,000, it's 130,000. These guys aren't messing around. This is senior analyst uh, role. I don't know if you want to do this. Maybe you don't care for the healthcare industry. You've done it before. Maybe you don't want to do it. Well, there's tons more. Let's go to Under Armour. This is a senior cybersecurity position, and it's remote. It's paying starting at $108,000. Let's keep going here. Maybe you're not a senior level position. You don't want to be a manager. You don't want to have people under you. Let's keep going here. This is senior level. This is a junior level position. Look at this one. Now, this doesn't pay as much, but think about it. If you're working from home, isn't that worth it? I mean, you're saving money on commute, all that kind of stuff. Look at this. This is a junior information security analyst job. It is remote. It doesn't matter where it's from because it's remote. It's making seventy to $80,000 USD per year. If you have a CISSP, this is the job for you. Okay, let's keep going. Cybersecurity risk analyst. Now, this is something that I currently do as a consultant for a major organization that I will not name because they're probably watching me right now. <laughs> anyway, that being said, this is a job that's making upwards of $100,000 a year. Now, they want you to know framework, security framework. I might take this job. Hold up. Wait, this might be a good job. Wait a minute, I might, I might, I might have to apply for this one. Anyway, yeah, ignore that one. Don't, don't, don't apply for this one. <laughs> I'm joking. Apply for whatever you want, right? Uh, there's tons of jobs out there. So this is a remote position, right? Completely remote. Now sometimes they require you to be from a. They say it's remote, but you have to be from that city. You got to read their description. It'll tell you here what they want, typically, right? So you got to read through that. Sometimes they say it's remote, but you got to. You got to, it's flex time, it's flexible. You got to come in the office uh, three times a week or once a week or something like that. Or, or once a year, you got to come in and check in or, or whatever, right? So there's different caveats and different uh, requirements for some of these remote positions. You got to read what's going on. 
But all I did was go to Indeed. This is just one site. You can do this with LinkedIn. You can do this with Dice.com. You can do this with Monster.com. You can do this with SimplyHired.com. Um, what's the other? There's, ton, there's literally hundreds and thousands of sites that you can do the same thing I just did on to find these positions. And now more than ever because of COVID-19, which is probably going to flag this video because I just said that word. There's more remote jobs than ever because organizations know they can't survive. Some organizations can't survive without it. Okay, so here we go. Let's look at, look at how many positions. This one has like four or five positions. Look at this. These are, these, these are jobs I might apply for, and I'm being absolutely serious. Look at this. This has five or six positions. This is the same job over and over again. That means that they're really looking for a ton of people to do this. Cybersecurity analysts. All of these paying over 80000 or over 70000 That's awesome. I mean, that's how you find it. I hope that answers your question, Navi. Um, if you guys are looking for more information on exactly how I was, I've been able to do this for years, find remote position, uh, go to my go to uh, combocourses.com and go to find IT remote work. This is how I've been able to do it from home for many years. And I talk about very intimate details about what I what you need to have in your house. Like some not everybody can do this and not everybody should, to be perfectly honest with you. If you I'll give you a couple examples. If you have a lot of small kids in the house and you know you can't get away from them, you know, uh you you it's probably not best for you to to do a remote work because little kids they don't know you know, I remember when my my kids were really small, it was really hard for, to work from home because they were they don't understand. Right. They, if you're if dad's home, they want to play. Right. So if that's probably not if you're in a place where you can't get you can't have quiet. Right. Some people live in places where it's just too loud and you can't focus. Probably not. You probably want to go to an, an office environment to do your work. So there's certain that's some of the things I talk about in this in this course is like it's not for everybody. There's a couple things that you need to have or do before you even think about doing remote work because it's really not for everyone. All right. Let me see. I think I have one more question. Uh, Nobby says, thanks, Bruce. Love the joke. Got to get the course before the price goes up. <laughs> I'm serious about that, by the way, man. I, for some reason, people only buy it when I increase the price. I don't know. It's weird. But. If you want me to increase the price, I will. I mean, I guess that's what you got to do these days. Okay, this is a completely new comment. I've never read this before. Let me make sure there's no names or numbers in there. I'm already okay. Okay, good. Practice Labs. I came across your YouTube channel yesterday, and I want to thank you so much for what you're doing. You're welcome. I want to know which one of the, your courses I should purchase in my case. And what you would advise me to do. Here's my story. Uh, he says, he or she says, I decided to do cybersecurity in the beginning of January this year. Um, I passed this, the CAP certification in April. Congratulations. This must have been last year. Um, I got a job offer um, that was canceled in October. And I'm back on the job market. Um, but I still feel like there's so much to know. All right. So you're still trying to learn. That's great. I did not have the lab time in my study. So I am very worried about 
how everything works at the job place. Um, and it is really holding me back in how to perform well in my interview. So when I saw your video, I was happy because you talked about the practice lab. Um, so here's the story. Please help me. Um, so they want to know what to do. Okay. So I got the perfect thing for you. Like if you haven't taken, this is you. If you are watching this video first time and you're looking for a practice lab for information security officer, maybe you're, you're an IT person. You did it for a year or something. You, you're new to this. You're green. You're getting in the ISO work for the very first time and you want to know what to do. And you want like you want some hands on. You want to practice this. You want to do this. First of all, you got to know what's going on. OK, and I would highly recommend that you if this is you, if I've just described you, I would highly recommend if you have not bought it already. This course right here, the, the risk information, Secu information system security officer foundations course. Now, this doesn't have labs in it. But the reason why I'm recommending it, number one, part of it's free. Part of it's free. Like it's free to sign up. It, it's free. It, this is criminal. What I'm doing, guys, this is I should be locked up. I should go to jail for what I'm doing. I'm giving away information that is going to make you uh, six upwards of six figures with the right certifications and the right level of experience. And I'm giving some of this away for free. It should be criminal. I should raise the prices, but I haven't because I'm a good person. I'm a good person, guys, and I'm giving it to you from for the low, very low prices, <laughs> everyday low prices. <laughs> anyway, so I would highly recommend this course. It's got free stuff in it, right? You can it, not, nothing else. You can just do the free stuff and see if it's for you. If it's not for you, keep moving on. Um, go go spend three thousand dollars on these other guys course. I mean, I'm sure that's going to help you out. This is three thousand. It's three thousand dollars. Go go try that one out. Right. If you don't want to spend three hundred bucks, go 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 spend three thousand on this like this is going to maybe this will help you out. I don't know. I don't know. Three hundred three thousand. I'm like, I don't I don't know. What what should I do, Bruce? I don't I'm not sure. Anyway, back to the subject. So, um, yeah. Uh, the other thing I'm doing right now is you could follow me. Right. If you had if you didn't know if you're coming to this late. Um, you should, you should definitely hit the subscribe button because what I'm going to start doing is labs. This is something I've, I wanted to do for a really long time and, um, I'm going to do it. I'm, I've already started in the description below on this video. If you happen to be watching this live in the original live video, okay, we cut this and we, we pre-record this stuff and we put it out so that you might not have the link, but if you go to combocourses.com, you should be able to find uh, a risk Management RMF ISO assignments 101. I'm going to start releasing these assignments week after week. I'm going to look at your work, right? And my first assignment is here. You sign up for free. You go to this assignment. It's, it's currently free. But what I'm going to do is once this thing expands, if it's popular, I'm going to charge money for it. Why? You know why I'm going to charge? You know why I'm going to charge for it? Because people would rather buy a $3,000 course then a $300 course. I don't understand. And if I if I if I say it's free, people think that there's no value to it. I literally have to charge. If you want free stuff and you understand the value of this, you don't have the money, watch my YouTube videos. 
I got so much free stuff out there. Like I said, I should go to jail because this is really good information. But I'm giving it out for free, right? So anyway, the first course is out there, Practice Labs. You guys can can uh, go ahead and try it out. And uh, we're going to see how it goes. We're going to do Practice Labs one-on-ones and stuff. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to review your material. We're going to go through things like the system security plan. We're going to do plan of action and milestones. I want to see your work. I want to see what you guys do out there, right? Now, let me do something I haven't done in a really long time. I'm going to actually go to the comments and see what's out here. Now, keep in mind, guys, this is the first time I've seen a lot of these comments. And sometimes people say crazy, 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 crazy things on comments. I can't control what they say. I can't control what people say to me, right? I'm just reading it. Anyway, um, so JR says, uh, Luna Line had an RMF for federal SEA course details on every control and taught by the SEAs. Oh, okay, by SEAs. Um, they were acquired by Motorola, Motorola, but seeking details in the interim. Okay, Um Took it in 2020, but can't find it any longer. Looking for another perspective to train. Um, definitely a gap in this area. Nobody's teaching SEA stuff, right? It's really, it's really something I'm gonna start doing here. <laughs> uh, people been asking me about this damn SEA stuff for a long time. I happen to be an, asse uh, an assessor. Um, that's what I'm doing right now, but not, I'm not doing it for federal organizations. I'm doing it pr and privately. Um, for private organizations, for banks and hospitals and, and things like that. So a lot of the same stuff, by the way. Like if you know how to do one, you can do them all. I'm do, I do a set. The main thing I do is assessments and writing security assessment reports. That's, that's the main thing I do. It's a pain in my ass. I actually, I'm actually looking for a way out of it because it's too much. It's just too much, guys. It's just too much. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. You should do it. It makes a lot of money. But for me, it's just... It's just too much. It's just that's all I'm gonna say. It's just too much. It's just too much work. So, um, yeah, that's that's this is great information. I'm just gonna go ahead and like this real quick. Um, let me see. What's this one about? This one's about marketing your security resume. That's what I'm all about. Marketing and uh, smooth virus, smooth virus. So I know this person personally. Um, I um, I'm proud to say I got this man a job. Not too long ago, making a lot of money that and he says that works. He's talking about my uh, my course. I did a course about how to market yourself as a cybersecurity person. It really works, guys. I know because I've been doing it for years, but he says that it works. Um, I have more than doubled my salary in two years and I'm now a cybersecurity team lead. Not only that, but I have. I have it on good confidence that this man got another job recently from somewhere that I will not disclose on a public forum. So, yeah, this course, let me tell you what course he's talking about, by the way. All right. So I don't have just cybersecurity courses. I have courses on how to get a job in IT and cybersecurity. And the way that I do this is going to make so much sense when you see the title of this. It's marketing yourself. It's actually marketing yourself. 
it's revolutionary. So what I show you how to do is what I've been doing for many years. Look at this. Look at this. You can how can you not trust this face? Look at this face right here. This is the face of a man you can trust. <laughs> anyway, so I'm I'm telling you I have so many job offers that I have to turn my resumes off. Like it's ridiculous. It's like after a while, it's like spam. Um, what I do works. Now you have to have a good resume. You have to have, you know, you have to have experience. I'm not saying that you could just have zero experience and do this. Like you have to have, you have to have a tight resume. But if you have that, if you have the skills, like this is right here. If you are an IT professional and you have had trouble getting into getting good jobs this one right here will tell you how to market yourself and put yourself out there and not just get one or two uh offers uh in, in opportunities but get hundreds of opportunities that's what i'm teaching you to do and all the stuff you see here is how i've been able to do it this is the curriculum right here it works it's worked. I know it's just worked for me for many years. I've not been in without a job. Remember the 2008 crisis and nobody had jobs and the economy collapsed and all that. You know what happened to me? I got a raise. I got a raise because I was marketing myself while that was all happening. Uh, their election year, we, we've had two, three different presidents, three different presidents in the time that I've been employed, four different presidents. I've been employed through every single one of them in every kind of economy. Because I know how to market myself. This right here, this course up here that you see here, go to convocourses.com. Go ahead and check it out. It's one of my cheaper courses. It will show you exactly what I did, exactly what I did to get a ton of opportunities. It really, really works. It, it's, I don't know. This is one of the most valuable things that I, that I have on my website. And for some reason, people don't buy it, but... Maybe it's too cheap, probably. I probably need to increase the price. That probably will increase the sales, ironically enough. So there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's about it. I've been talking for about two hours now. I really appreciate everybody. Navi, thank you for your great questions. Wayne Warner, thank you so much, sir. Monte Cristo. Um, everybody who's contacted me, all my 3,000 students on the site, um, all my 9,000 subscribers, I appreciate every each and every person who comments, every person who watches me, everybody. Thank you so much, guys. You guys are giving me hope um, that uh, I can maybe change career paths. That would be awesome if I could just do nothing but do this. That would be incredible. Now there's an opportunity possibly for me to do that. I really appreciate everybody who's been contacting me and, and everything. I apologize for not getting to you guys sooner. I, I just get so many emails. I get inundated with messages and stuff. And I have a full-time job. Um, if you do have things like contract work, if you do have things like consultations that you would like to pay me for or whatever, I'm about to put that on my website. Um, I'm just going to try it out. I don't know if I'll actually go full on into it. But for now, like contact me. My email address and contact information is going to be let me actually I'll just put it on the screen right here um if you're interested that's it right there it's cyber aware whoops cyber aware 2020 at gmail.com contact me if you have anything whatsoever that's dealing with cybersecurity specifically dealing with the NIST I'm 
I know it off the top of my head. I have dreams of it and stuff. That's it's very sad. But I've just been doing it so long. I just I just know it really well. So if you if you have any questions at all, feel free to contact me. I will eventually make a video about it. I will contact you directly. It just sometimes it just takes me time, and I apologize for that in advance. But thank you guys so much for making my life better, and I hope that I can make your life better as well. Um, you don't you, you don't have to stay in the in the place that you've been in in your life, right? The big lesson here, the big takeaway for me is that whatever situation you happen to be in, no matter what your education level, no matter what you're doing, the first step is to believe that it's possible that things can change for you. It's the very first step. You know, you you're talking to uh, I'm a high school dropout, guys. I I now make six I make six figures. I got two or three different business businesses. The very first things that you have to believe is that it's possible to go from one station in your life to another. If you, that's the very first thing you got to believe is possible, right? And I'm living proof that it's possible to change your life situation. If I can do it, you can do it. All right.